Welcome, Craig. All right, Craig. So we are following a band of adventurers that started in the lands of Faerun, um, specifically Daggerford, um, where they were sent off on a quest um, to basically uh, relieve um, a forest of werewolves. Uh, so they go searching for these werewolves, um, and a during a, a brief encounter, uh, a fog envelops them, and they wind up lost until the fog dissipates and they're in this new land um there they follow a path until they get to a um a street with some children on it uh who ask for their help saying that their uh, baby brother was inside of this house uh the party uh obliges uh goes inside um and this is a haunted house that basically tries to kill them at turn that it can um from there, uh, our party makes it through the haunted house and uh, winds up in the land of Barovia. Uh, they meet um, some faces uh, that are still around here. Uh, one of those uh, being Irina uh, Koliana, who is uh, brother to, oops, sorry, sister to Ismark Koliana. Um, and their situation was that their father had died. The party agrees to help them bury their father. And in doing so, uh, they hear about a girl that's gone missing. Uh, the party, uh, being good and trying to help, uh, rushes out in the middle of night in a very dangerous town um, and ultimately loses three of its members. Um, holding true to their word, they help uh, get the uh, burgomaster, which is like the mayor of this town, uh, who had deceased, uh, to the graveyard. Um, uh, they were attacked, uh, but they also met new friends during the attack. Um, they all wound up at a church um, that had been unconsecrated. Um, while there, um, we get to explore some of our new characters and learn that there is a vampire in the basement. Uh, the party kind of rises above uh, challenging the vampire and continues forth um, on their quest uh, to get Irina to safety as she's being tracked by um, Strad von Zarovich. Uh, Irina's idea is to go to the Surpool, uh, which is where Grandma Eva, which is what she calls her, Madam Eva, as you guys know her, uh, lives. Um, so you guys travel over to the Surpool. Um, upon making it there, you see these lively uh, people uh, in a way that you had not seen previously in Barovia. Um, these people are dancing, telling stories, playing songs. It looks like a good time, honestly. Um... Gaius and Dell uh, recognize these as people who sent them on uh, the journey to, not the exact people, but uh, dressed similarly to people who sent them on the journey to uh, get, uh, the, track the werewolves down and kill them. Um, you meet with Grandma Eva, and she gives you uh, prophecies and permonitions um, and fate readings um, moving forward. Uh, that if you guys ever need to reference back, by the way, just please ask me and I can go back over um, anything she said. Um, and so from there, uh, you guys decided to spend the rest of the night um, uh, kind of having a good time. Um, so this kind of catches us up to the last session. Um, Ajira um, spent time with Irina. They played instruments together and spent the night enjoying each other's company. 
um, Espeon taught Sav how to use uh, Globy, um, which is this drift globe that he received from Madame Eva. Uh, while Gaius and Dale actually spoke with a man um, who kind of told them the reality of their situation, that they're all trapped in Barovia. Uh, that night, the Vistani encampment was attacked. Um, a wildfire started, um, and the party immediately sprang into action. They saved the lives of several Vistani uh, civilians um, and allowed them to escape across the river. They killed the attacking direwolves and berserkers, and during the encounter, uh, Zav grew its massive wings and flew into the air, while f- like white flowers kind of materialized, uh, white flower petals, I should say, materialized around him and spiraled around him. Uh, Aspion ended the encounter uh, with a commanding scorching gray that incinerated a hole through the chest of the last berserker. Afterwards, the party was searching for Irina when they found her in Madame Eve's tent. Uh, the tent was completely cleared out with no trace that Madame Eva had ever been there. Irina laid on the floor of the tent, gesturing to the party not to say anything, holding her finger up to her lips. Um, out of the smoke and flame around, uh, it was dark, it was midnight. I forgot to mention that. Um, out of the smoke and flame, um, three ominous figures emerged. Uh, this was a dark elf, Rahadan, and his shadow mastiffs, a fallen comrade um, that two of you recognized as Sagoon Tobias. And the Dark Lord of Barovia and Master of Castle Ravenloft, Strahd Bonzarovich. Strahd welcomed the group to his land and questioned them about the location of Tatiana. Dell was very forward with Strahd and was issued a warning for his disrespect. The group uh, had clearly never heard the name, so Strahd moved on. Um, he invited the group uh, to a formal dinner at Castle Ravenloft, which is to be held the following evening. He mentioned that he would uh, tell everybody why they were brought to Barovia and how they could leave. Uh, he also stressed that no harm would come to them during the event. After a deep bow, Strahd made a grand exit by mounting his nightmare fell steed and flying away into the night blaze. So we're going to open up just literally right after that, right after this event had happened. Um, the party is standing alone in this demolished encampment holding an envelope delivered by Strahd von Zarovich himself. The flames around have now lowered and started to calm, and it's eerily quiet. You know, after all the chaos that took place, there is no more civilians screaming, no more wolves snarling, and no more celebration. It's the quietest you've heard it in what feels like a day. Irina crawls out of the flame-filled tent, coughing as the tent collapses behind her. She falls unconscious, but can see her chest she's still breathing i'm gonna run over to her unconscious body and see if she's all right see if i can help in some way you guys saw that right i grew wings there were flowers did you did you see that i did see that and i have no idea what to say about it that was not normal Del sort of shrugs. Were you not expecting that? I, uh, <laughs> I kind of knew about the wings. I, I didn't know about the, the flowers. That was different. Of the two, that's the less surprising. <laughs> really? I, I would have thought the flowers would have put everybody off. Huh. No, I'm with Dell. Wings are definitely less common than flower petals. Oh, they're, they're super common where I'm from, so I, I hadn't had mine come out yet, so that, that's kind of new, but... Like, it, it kind of makes sense, all in all. I mean, 
Mo most of the people from my my group all, all have them. I just never got them. And then the flowers, that was... I don't know. That was weird. Ajira will definitely come up to Zav and be like, Zav, you must teach me this flower trick that you did. Yeah. I I have use of it for later on. Sure, I don't really know how I did it, but okay. I will definitely just sit with him trying to learn how to do these flowers. <laughs> Del, come over here and help me with her. Uh, uh, Alright, I'll go over with him. Uh, guys, go ahead and roll me a medicine check. <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot to do. <laughs> You're not in D&D &D Beyond. Uh, Del, do you want to go ahead and roll it? Um, you can roll it for... Yeah, I can guys. do it. Yeah. Uh, can you do it with the assist motion? Or the sure, assist yeah. Motion? We'll, give, we'll give you advantage on it. So Del with advantage. Tight. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so uh, Irina just has a bit of smoke inhalation. She's uh, fallen unconscious, but she's okay. She'll likely wake up, um, you know, in the morning. Like, sh she'll be she'll be fine, um, just in distress. Oh, it's good. I tell the group uh, what I saw. I tell, well, I tell her as well. Tell her she'll be fine. Uh, she's she's kind of like dazed, you know, just like uh, um, unless somebody's going to go out of their way to heal her, um, she's just going to kind of be a little out of it. Um, so not super coherent. Can um, she can yeah, she uh, stand? I would say no. I would go over to her and um, I'll go ahead and uh, give her a healing word. Okay, go ahead and cast healing word. Okay. Uh, so she gets the seven plus the four, just to make sure I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. So eleven altogether. Okay. Cool. Um, so she slowly uh, stands up um, and just kind of coughs a bit of the smoke out of her lungs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened? Are you all right, my lady? Yeah, I think so. Was Strahd here? Is he still here? She's no. gone. He is gone. He flew away. And and you're all okay? Yes, but we have a little bit of a bigger problem. What's that? He invited we, us to dinner. Yes, we must go to his castle to eat dinner. You can't do that. You can't just go to his castle to eat dinner. We don't really have a choice. Yeah, we're pretty hungry. <laughs> oh. She's like, you you don't understand. He's a murderer. He's the devil himself. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that actually. He found us out of absolutely nowhere. I have a feeling he can do that again. If we don't play by his game, it's not going to look great for us. Why am I still here then? Because you huffed a little bit of smoke. Why didn't he take me is my question. He didn't find you. I don't think he knows where you are. 
I don't think he was actively looking for her. I think he was actively looking for us. True. We're One the of thorn them is... in his side. Thor, thorn uh, in his side or one of the apples in his eye. One of the Vestani mm -hmm. told us that he tends to do this on purpose, bring people in like this. For what gain? What could he possibly gain from this? From bringing you here? Allies? Possibly. Yeah. Maybe he just likes killing people. Maybe we'll just you... okay. put up a little bit more of a fight than most of the people here. I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. He's seen us with you as well. Probably get to befriend us and find you. Hmm. Not sure that's it. But I don't know. I have no you idea. You won't let that happen, right? I won't. Okay. We no, swore an oath. Will you will you help me with this? Because I do have something that is an heirloom of my family that I think would actually help us in this situation. What's if that? you'll allow me. And uh, I'd like to bring out the necklace out of the bag of holding. Yeah, so you pull out this uh, golden amulet and um, uh, uh, what, what, what's your presentation to her? I'm just so saying. I'm going to pull it out and just say, you know, this is, a, this is a family heirloom that we've had for many, many generations. And it's, uh, it's one to make it so we can disappear in a way. Not from sight, but more from scrying eyes. And you trust me with it? With your family heirloom? I plan to keep you close. Uh, go ahead and give me a... Uh, you're welcome to convince me otherwise, but I guess I'll say persuasion check. Okay. Um, well, I, don't how... I don't know if you want to try deception or what, but I'll say persuasion. So. How high would you need to roll on a persuasion check to convince you otherwise? We'll, we'll see what he rolls. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> well, my only thing... No, I clicked it. Um, so with that, before I rolled that, um, I was going to say this regardless. With Dell in this con or not? Sorry, not Dell. Um, bu -bu -bu Josh's character, um, Gaius. Gaius, thank you. Um, with him in this conversation, Gaius, are you like kind of picking up on my like hints on trying to get her to wear this necklace? And could we kind of double team this converse conversation to maybe get um, a help action to where he's kind of helping me as well? Uh, if it looks like you physically need help, then Gaius will definitely, like, just sort of go about assisting you. But if it looks like you're just trying to, like, serenade some lady, I'm just going to be messing with my equipment. Well, then I guess that's up to you to figure out if... Yeah, and I would say, Gaius, if you're going to help, then just tell me how you're going to help, and I'll I'll see if I'll allow it there. Uh, is it, like, a really heavy looking... How how would you need help? Like, try and convince Like, trying to get it... Trying to get her to wear it with what I've already said, because I mean I've already said it. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. It 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 would probably help. Okay, go ahead and roll with advantage. Then roll one more time for me. Okay. Not gonna help you. So the DC twelve. Um. She goes, I, I couldn't. There's there's no way. That's that's your family's. I, I don't know how you could trust me, someone you just met with that. She goes, thank I, you, but I, I think you should keep it. 
I would rather let you borrow it then instead to keep prying eyes off of us. If anything else is going to help the party and help us more than just sitting in my bag, why would I just let it sit in my bag and Ajira, be don't look at me as some defenseless woman. I'm okay. not. I'm looking at you as an ally and I'm trying to help you if you would allow it. We swore an oath to protect you, milady. So let us help you. Please. You're not going to run away. I think that that's a reasonable enough argument that she would take it. Um, she'll, so she'll take it and she'll put on the amulet. So you can go ahead and take that out of your inventory there. Cool. Will do. Okay. Um, so she hesitantly puts it on and then kind of waits for something to happen. She looks up at Ajira with a slight glance and then over at Del and Gaius. So is that it? Um, with my, like, history on it, I guess? I don't know, like, would I know if anything was supposed to happen? Nothing was physically supposed to happen. Cool. Yeah. He cannot see you. Well, he can still see you physically, but he can't see you through a scrying eye, which is how I feel like he's trying to see you. She kind of is looking at the, uh, uh, the face of the amulet and tucks it into her, uh, her blouse and uh, slowly stands up. <clears throat> All right, so what's our next step? Well, getting you into that town safely. And I guess we'll probably learn something there. Okay, so are you guys going to set up camp here for the night, or are you guys going to go elsewhere to set up camp? What's your plan for the night? Where like, the you need to sleep. You have not had a long rest yet. What's up? I, I think resting here should be safe enough. He already knows yeah. where we are. <laughs> yeah, that is. There's true. a lot of a lot of corpses. Might maybe we move down just a little bit? Aren't we yeah. like next to a river? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe next to just river. move a little bit down the river so we're not in the middle of the corpses. Sure. Or maybe just burn all the corpses. Oh, that's Dell would want to do that. Yeah. No, um, like, let's not. Yeah. I don't like that idea. Wait, Why you not? said Dell. Yeah, Dell would want to do that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for it. I mean, it seems wasteful to do nothing with the bodies. Zab, why are you not wanting to burn these bodies? I, I feel like it will draw attention, and I I don't feel like it properly gives these people the uh, respect they deserve. Unfortunately, in this land, we've already seen that the respect that they deserve isn't given to them regardless. It'd be a hell of a lot disrespectful to have to kill them twice. Uh, Fair point. There's something else that we could do. What is oh. that? What if we loaded the bodies on one of these carts that's still intact and pushed it into the river? I was thinking about just throwing them in the river, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I would prefer to burn them. Rather than have them float. But if that's the tradition of this area, then I'll, I'll allow that. It's not. Uh, we do burials, we uh, just like with my father. But I, I'm, I, I will follow whatever tradition that you know of. Uh, I know many traditions, and some traditions also say of boats into the water for their dead, and then firing arrows lit on fire. We could easily recreate that. So we get both. 
bodies away from us and burning. I'm familiar with that one. Fair to me. That, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah, I suppose that's all right. Cool. So you guys uh, use the cart here and uh, load um, a as, as pretty much as many bodies as you guys can on there um, and uh, send it down river. Um, who's going to be the one to shoot the flaming arrow? Uh, uh, I guess Firebolt. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make Gaius, me a Firebolt yes. stack. <laughs> since, since Gaius isn't needed, Gaius, can guys like go about uh like seeing if these bodies have any money on them as we're loading them into the thing so, uh, 15 to hit <laughs> 15 absolutely hits i'm gonna ignore the, the looting the bodies because no they don't have anything of value oh, on them. all right well i would have checked <laughs> oh my gosh so as zab is uh uh putting together this this really dope fireball and, and trying to to really make sure he's aiming it just right shoots it off Aspion shoots one off with like a fucking snap and whoosh, it goes up right before. Aspion kind of like curves the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not an arrow, but I suppose it does the job. <laughs> guys is just standing there with an arrow like what the fuck guys <laughs> burnt at the end like on fire he's like well never mind yeah right. <laughs> put away my bow like well fuck me then I guess I'm gonna go, <laughs> go alright so with that uh, I'll, I'll have you guys basically make camp for the night um, you can go ahead and give yourself a long rest Dope. Cool. Let me know when you guys are ready, and we'll continue on. Good. Ready. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you awake the next morning. Uh, so this is now the day of the event uh, that Strahd has invited you to uh, this dinner party. Um, so we'll say it's like mid-morning, maybe around like 10.30, because you guys were up pretty late, and then you have to sleep long enough to not get exhaustion. Um, so uh, we'll start off with, you know, the weather uh, in the morning is a chilled, gloomy drizzle. Uh, this is a morning that you've come accustomed to in Barovia. Um, uh, you all wake. Um, Irina's up just a little bit before you. And um, uh, kind of started to put uh, a little bit of breakfast together. She found a, um, a raven's nest, and these are some eggs um, that she put together for you. Uh, she goes, well, let's eat uh, so that we can start our day. Uh, so you guys go ahead and eat. Um, uh, so I guess Irina will start off by saying, so we're right in the middle. Uh, if we go back to Barovia... We're looking at a day's walk. If we go to Velaki, we're looking at a day's walk. The only thing that I could think of that would give us some sort of shelter would be uh, this abandoned windmill that's about four hours away from here. A windmill? Uh, In which direction? Uh, it is to... Hold up, I need my map. It's to the... West. Yeah, so I'm west, in the yeah. direction of which town? 
Uh, it is closer to Velaki than it is to Barovia. So you're you're headed. You'd be headed in that direction. Okay. Um, uh, Del, uh, you remember one of the the things that you pulled off of or pulled out of Jaxie's bag um, was a deed to a windmill. Uh, he found it in that spooky house. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we'll have to do is follow the uh, the old road near the mountain, and then. Um, uh, just go through some of the wilderness, and there's just this abandoned windmill back there. Uh, used to be used to uh, make grain and bread, um, but when Strahd hit, since it wasn't part of any town, it just kind of fell by the wayside. But it's stone, so, I mean, that might help us fortify ourselves if we're looking to put up a fight against Strahd. Why would we not go to our destination instead? Uh, we wouldn't make it there in time. Uh, I thought it, you said it was a day's walk away. Uh, yeah, so it's, so, right, but the dinner party is tonight. Like, it's, you guys probably have about, I don't know, five hours until, um, someone comes for you. So, uh, you're not gonna make it, you know, a 16-hour walk. Okay, it's like 16 hours, okay. <laughs> to get to the, to either town, because you guys are kind of, like, smack dab right in the middle. But to get to the windmill would be a little closer if you guys, you know, want to do that. So she offers that up as a, as a suggestion. So the windmill is four hours away, yeah, it's and about, it's about the, a four town, hour. the town is 16 hours? Yeah. I'd say we get as close to Vileki as possible. Uh, yeah, I, I think we should head towards this windmill. Agreed. Did Strahd say he was going to send someone after us? Yes. Not, he said that transportation will be provided, is the way he presented it. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's go to the uh, the windmill then. Okay. Cool. Um, so uh, you guys have a little bit of time. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of a meta moment here. Uh, you guys are going to have a little bit of time. Um, so within about, what did I say, five hours, six hours, you're being summoned to Castle Ravenloft. Um, you were told transportation is going to be provided for you. Um, Ismark asked you to take Irina to safety and suggested the town of Velaki. Um, you also remember uh, Madame Eva uh, made a quote uh, to you guys and says, in four days' time, something awful will happen in the town of Velaki. Uh, that is your first step in this journey to prevent this event. Um, also, not choosing to attend could lead to some horrific ramifications. Um, so I'll have everybody go ahead and make me an intelligence check. Um... All right, sure. So everybody just flat intelligence is good. Oh my! I didn't realize I was playing load today too. <laughs> uh, so Gaius, you're just yeah, you are the only one that kind of pieces together um, that when she says um, that you know uh, choosing not to attend uh, could lead to some horrific ramifications. Uh, you believe that to be um, attending the dinner party. Sorry, choosing. choosing yeah, so not... she says also a choosing not to attend could lead to some horrific ramifications, um, and and you believe that to to mean that you know not choosing to attend the dinner party could lead to some horrific ramifications. <sighs> like you put that together, like you remember that quote, and you're just like, uh... oh shit. Uh, Madame Ava warned us about something in the town of Vallecki. <laughs> uh, 
And she didn't necessarily say that it would be in the town of Valaki, just that it would happen while we were traveling there. And I remember her saying, choosing not to attend will have dangerous results or something to that effect. The exact words she used were faded in my mind for some reason, but I think we need to go there. And I don't like the idea of stopping at some windmill on the way there. To be honest, I'd be much more comfortable setting up some random camp somewhere on a road. Um, It'll be well past sundown by the time we uh, we'll have to travel on the road past sundown in order to get to Velaki tonight. We're going to have to travel. I mean... How do the people in the towns travel from town to town here without being killed? We don't. I've never been to the town of Velaki. I've never been outside the uh, walls of Barovia. Wonderful. Give me a moment to think. Uh, Gaius is going to twiddle the head of one of his arrows in his hand while being deep in thought and brood for a minute, minute or two. Sure. So while you guys kind of think this over, um, I, I just kind of want to give you guys the overarching of here's some things that we can do. Um, you guys have about five, six hours. Um, in that time, uh, you guys can really do what you want. Um, this campaign has become a lot more open world. Like if you guys choose to go to A, B, or C, I mean, that's totally fine. We can work with that. Um, so just a couple options that you guys can do, and we'll have multiple downtime, you know, areas throughout the campaign. Um, but you guys could, you know, spend this time training a skill. Uh, you could spend time on money-making activities. You could spend time getting to know each other, working out battle strategies and building relationships. Um, you guys have the option of going over to seek shelter in the windmill. Um, you guys could just start trudging towards the town of Velaki. Um, you could try to uncover more about, you know, fortunes from Madam Eva. I mean, you guys have a slew of things you can do here. So you guys are pretty open world at this point. I'm starting to kind of release the reins. We've gotten most of the requirements out of the way, and this is opening up a little more. So that's kind of your situation um, that you guys find yourself in. Uh, but you do, of course, have this deadline kind of encroaching upon you. So, I'm going to see if Ajira would be up for uh, having seen um, how excited Ajira was with the flower petals. Uh, I'm going to see if there's anything else that I could potentially uh, talk to Ajira about and, and learn with Ajira. Of course. Cool. Uh, I'm going to talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. No, go. Oh, no. I was going to say, I was going to ask um, Irene. Is that her name? Irina. 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 Uh, I'm going to ask her the this windmill, does it have a spot on a map or anything like that? Does it have a name? Um, yeah. Um, but, like, I think the name is just lost to time, but. I failed to pull you over. Um, I'm going to pull you over to a region map of Barovia here. And I'm going to reveal a little more to you. Tight. All right. 
we're here? Yeah, you guys are there, and you're looking to go... There. Where? So, you guys are right here. If I can ping, I cannot, because I got the wrong button. Okay, sorry. Yep, you guys are right there. Right here. Yep. Um, and uh, you guys are going right there. That's Valaki? Or is that... No, no, Valaki's past that. Yeah, that's the windmill right here. And where's the castle? Is that Castle's this? right here. Yep, that's Castle Ravenloft right there. Uh, keep in mind, you guys can see the castle from where you are. I mean, you can see that there's, like, that ridge. From when you were in Barovia, you could see the, this, like, ominous castle up on this hill. And same from where you are at the, the Surpool. Uh, you can see that, that ominous castle up on the hill still. Are we supposed to see, like, right here or no? Nope, I'm keeping some parts hidden. Um, I, I just can... wanted to make sure that my screen wasn't bugging out or something. Nope, nope, I'm just kind of doing it in little blocks for right now. What's right, um... what's right there? Yeah, you said little blocks. <laughs> That's his little block. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> it was just there. It's the eye on Jeremy Bear Me. <laughs> it exists out of time. We found Jeremy. <laughs> Um, and you said how long was it going to take to get to the windmill? Uh, about four hours. I say we get to the windmill then. Agreed. I, I'm on board with that. No time like the present. And Zav, let's walk and talk. Alright. Uh, as we're walking, I'm just showing cantrip after cantrip, just trying to get Ajira to like be as impressed Obviously, a cantrip is not as exciting, but um, <laughs> like I'm I'm casting lightning lure on like small shrubs that we walk by and trying to pull shrubs out of the ground. Is this anything? Is that cool? That, that's pretty cool, right? Very. <laughs> do Do you know how to do magic? Because I I just learned. I it, it's pretty neat. Um, so my cantrip, I would like to cast Dancing Light, and I would like to have four little torches that are slowly walking, in quotation, on the ground next to us. So you create four little, like, light people, uh, itty-bitty about the size of a water bottle, and, uh, they're just kind of dancing and jumping around, and, um, Zav, you see this, and you're pretty impressed. Pretty cool. Uh, I, uh, I cast Minor Illusion and give them legs. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you have little flubber-looking people now that are light. <laughs> and they're just kind of bouncing around and they have these little bitty legs. <laughs> Where's load when you need him? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, oh. is, it, is it possible for me to find if anyone can, like, smith silver for me or something like that? Is there... Anyway, like, get uh, that may be something that you'd be able to like find in a town, um, unless somebody has like some. I guess it would be would it be blacksmith tools or maybe smithing tools, um, or smith tools. You'd still need a furnace and bellows. Yeah, and, you, and there's still that. quite a bit that you would need. But if somebody cool. has proficiency um, in like a tool set, then I would say they might be able to help you. Um, the have, leftover Vistani don't have any money on them. Dang. I have some mason's tools. No, that's not going to help you there. Okay. Um, so, Zav, you might have just a little bit of proficiency with uh, 
you know, working a bellow. Um, that said, you don't really have anything available that you can work with. Uh, the fires, I know that they're still on the screen here, but they, they've died down at this point. Um, you know, there's there's no official forge or anything like that. Um, you guys would probably have to wait till you get to a town to do anything really significant. But good uh, to know that you have it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make silver-tipped arrows. Um, all right, then. Forget I spoke. Gonna keep all my my stuff to myself and gather up all my equipment and just sort of walk with the group, I guess. Okay. Toy, um, toy. Aspion and Dell, um, anything to note before you guys head out? Uh, no, Dell just uh, walks next to, in sort of a bodyguard kind of walk, uh, next to uh, uh, Diana? No, wait, I got this. <laughs> Irina. <laughs> Irina, Irina. It's killing us, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just walk in sort of a bodyguard stance next to her, just... Cool. Not really saying anything. You know, I'm just kind of walking by myself. I still feel like a little weird about the group. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay, cool. So Especially Princess guys... Diana over there. <laughs> <laughs> so you no, guys... I wish she was Princess Diana. Take the cantrip she was dead. that I'm giving to Post Mortem. and try to rope in other people. Hey, uh, Gaius. Gaius, right? Yeah. Check this out. And I lightning lure one of the, the walking torches and pull it and it like trips and then it gets up and keeps walking. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, guys, is like actually genuinely amused by this. <laughs> I guess minor illusion to whisper in uh, Zav's ear. Great job, man. You're doing great. <laughs> So it's 100% not how Minor Illusion works, but I'll allow it. <laughs> it says I can create a sound. Like a yep. pop or like a, a, a ping or a ding. Uh, you would be more looking towards like message for that, but I'll allow it. It's still funny. <laughs> it can be your voice, someone else's voice, a lion's roar, a beating of drums, or any other sound you choose. Examine that sound. Hmm? What's that? Uh, I'm going to use my action. It says I can use my action to examine that sound. I'm going to do that. Okay. okay. It yeah, definitely I guess so. Me. I mean, duration of minutes, so yeah, if it was his voice. Interesting. What did you roll? Uh, it's a intelligence check. Uh, <laughs> 13. That just passes. I knew. I knew it was Aspion. <laughs> I, I wasn't it. trying to hide it. it was, I used my own voice. <laughs> Del, I'm gonna go over and talk to Del. I guess. Hey, like, just walk next to him. <sighs> we should have a plan in case we're beset upon while we're on the road. I think. Uh, I think we will be. I think. Uh, it's more likely than not. That keep our mind too. keep our eyes open. Um, batter, you know, bunker down in the uh, windmill. Try and keep her safe there, and hopefully rise early tomorrow and make it to uh, the town. I hate how helpless we feel in this area. 
it's like everything that we encounter could potentially kill us all. Not Agreed. a good feeling. This is a cursed, a cursed land, without doubt. Well said. All right, and on that note, um, I'm going to have who's feeling lucky today? Who wants to be our two rollers of the day? Not me. I, well, what are we rolling for? Uh, okay. All right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so we're gonna have Aspion. I want you to roll a d12, and who's my other roller? Me. All right, and Ajira, roll me a d8. Oh no. Eight, seven, fifteen. Stand by for a second. Just saying, I did pretty good on my roll. Uh, and then one other person roll me a d6. I got it. Can't about say not me. <laughs> Zav, what do we got? Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seventeen. All right. Uh, so as you're you're walking, um. You guys actually did a pretty good roll here. So as you're walking, uh, Zav, you you smell something. You look over, and you see a corpse, and it has been completely destroyed by a pack of wolves. There are spears and crossbow bolts uh, in it as well, like in the backside, and then in the front, it has just been completely disemboweled by wolves. Uh, can I tell how far off of the path this is? Um, yeah, it's not far. Maybe seven feet, eight feet. Okay. Hey, uh, guys? It's visible, so. Uh, there... Something destroyed this over here. Um... This doesn't... This doesn't look like a normal, natural killing. Judging by the bolts in his back, I'd say no. Someone killed him while he was running away from them. Uh, Can guys. we message check to figure out what killed him and Go what for came it. after? Go for it. Yeah, good medicine check. Um, yeah, you uh, believe that the arrows uh, and bolts uh, in his back are what killed him? Um, because the bleeding are... <laughs> 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 I get how that sounds. Because the bleeding is towards his back, whereas he's been disemboweled towards the front, but there is no uh, blood basically trailing that way, as much as there is coming from behind. <laughs> is he running away from the castle, or is he, like, positioning uh, wide? Go ahead and give me a survival check. Survival. Jesus. Um... Yeah, no, you could just tell that he was uh, basically running down this path. In fact, you're walking the direction that he was running from. Easy, everyone. He was shot to death. And he was running the other way that we are walking. We're walking into a trap. Well, that's not ideal, I, I guess. No. Uh, Dell activates his shield. Okay. Uh, Gaius has just got his bow and his uh, an arrow in my right hand and my bow in my left hand. I'm like, I've, I'm walking, ready to go. Okay. Cool. 
Um, so you guys walk full alert, heads on a swivel, um, as you continue forward, and Irina is just helping to direct you, kind of like almost in the center as you guys like walk as like a, a crab group here. Um, <laughs> and uh, she goes this way. Um, and at this point, the old um, uh, Slavic road uh, that you guys had been uh, traversing kind of turns into this like winding path through uh, the Balanok Mountains. Um, it's this trail that kind of hugs the mountainside as it descends into like this fog-filled valley. Um, in the heart of the valley, you see this walled structure um, near uh, a like great lake that's over there, or like it's not maybe that great, but it's a decent-sized lake. Um, but the waters are dark and still. Um, as you move closer, uh, you see this uh, onion-domed edifice uh, that kind of like leans to one side. Um, and it's just this old, dirty brick um, windmill. Uh, it's kind of this uh, decrepit uh, wooden platform under it. Um, and uh, here, let me see if I can put you guys on over there real fast. As we approach, I uh, Dell pulls out the uh, the deed from the windmill that we had before and reads it. Yeah, um, let me pull that up here real fast. I don't know if there was anything specific on it. But we're going to find out. It says, Deed of Property. This deed is written on the 10th day of winter blight. Um, it's noted that it is uh, the new owner of uh, Gustav and Elizabeth Durst. And that it was gifted to them by Strahd von Zarovich. And that's all the information you have on there. Do, do I know the name, the two people that uh, that it was gifted to? Are those the people from the house? Do I recognize those names? Yeah, yeah, you recognize those names. Those, so those are the, the married couple who had the kids in that house. Correct, correct. Okay. I, I'll, I'll tell the rest of the group about uh, what I just read and show yeah. them the deed. I'm going to put you guys uh, on the region map for right now. I, I can't give you guys another map quite yet. But Guys, is just going to be sad because I know the the person who had that note before was uh, was Jaxie, and now I'm just thinking about Jaxie and Rackus again. Um, so yeah, you guys are maybe about, I don't know, 30 feet or so away from this windmill. Um, you can see perched on a wooden beam above the door frame um, is a raven. Uh, and it kind of is like, Hopping and squawking. Um, let me have uh, either somebody or everybody, it's up to you guys, uh, whoever's interested, make an animal handling check. Sure, why not? Well, let's do this. Woohoo! Zav. That's a nat 20. Tell us what we need to know. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, who, who actually gets this? Let me see real fast. So, uh, Zav and Aspion, um, I don't know, man, this, uh, this raven seems super agitated, um, like it's trying to tell you something. Um, Zav, you get the feeling that it's just trying to, uh, get you to leave this area alone, like it's, it's area, and it wants you to leave here. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you guys, uh, this... <laughs> 
pretty agitated. Uh, he wants us to, to leave, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think it's a good idea, too. We're listening to birds? <laughs> uh, Nature can tell you quite a bit. Now I need everyone to give me a perception check. That's another not 20. Good lord, Zav. I think it's the third one this session, right? Uh, second one. The, the first one was... Uh... Oh, it's with advantage. You're right, yeah. Um, okay, so we have Zav, Jira, Dell. Every, everybody, sorry, everybody. I don't know why I'm doing this. Everybody hears um, uh, the sounds. In fact, everybody hears all of it. So they hear the, the sound of a child crying inside. Um, a, a sound of uh, a, a woman yelling, kind of non-verbally. You can't hear what this person's saying, um, even with a nat 20. Um, you can't hear what this person is saying, uh, but you can definitely hear yelling. You can hear throwing and crashing and banging. Um and, and then the crying uh, stops for a second, and then you, you kind of hear it pick up again and whimpers. And so you guys are hearing quite a bit of commotion going on on the inside of this. And the raven at this point has flown away. Uh, Dell charges in. D- damn it. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I start to look at the other group right about to tell them, uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, he, he's gone. Um, yeah, I knew he would do that as soon as we heard the I child. Guess, Fucking asshole. Go after him? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Um, get a handful of arrows ready to go. <laughs> okay. Um, let me... I mean, do we not want him to go? No, we don't want to even be in this place. Oh, I can make that happen. Oh, please do. Can you bring him with us too? So uh, I'm gonna cast hold person on Dell. Oh, okay. Wait, sorry. Um, well, you said you didn't want him to move. <sighs> I assume okay. you meant like teleporting out of here or something like that. I mean, freezing him in place probably does more to hurt us than help us. And and to be cl- to be clear, at this point, the conversation you guys are having is totally. Oh, you, you, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to have it. You either have yeah. to. You yeah, either have no, to I'm... just immediately cast yeah. hold person to stop me, or you have to ask if you should. And if you do that, mm-hmm. I'll already have been gone at that point. Right, you guys were 20 feet from the door. I mean, he... It's, oh, it's we were less 20. Than I one thought we turn. were farther away. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's less than one turn that he would be in there. I mean, he has plenty of movement to get in there. But um, how? Qu- I'll say, how quickly are you doing this? <laughs> no, if I'm asking, then yeah, he's gone. So okay. I don't need right. to worry about it. All right, so... Uh... Uh, Dell. Uh, so now I'm going to go ahead and move you guys over. I was just about to, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to hold off for just a second. Uh, uh, so now I'm the doorway over. to look around, so he probably, maybe there is a chance for Ajira to cast it in that moment after asking the question. I think that would probably make sense. If he, if he wants to. I had asked the question, I've got my answer. So I'll let my decide if it's still enough time to actually cast it or not. Uh, I'll say not, but also can you guys see everything on this map? I can see nothing on that map. Yes, I can yes, see a big black square. Black. All black. Okay, cool. Um, I realized that I was like, I don't know how much you guys can see. Uh, let me try to do this. Okay, what's the best way to do this, Mike? Um, 
one thing at a time. You know what? You guys remain black. I think that's the easiest way to go about it. Sorry about that. We're just going to do this for one second. Um, so you enter... Uh, Dell, uh, specifically, and you guys can let me know how quickly you trail behind, or maybe you don't, maybe you just stay outside. Uh, but Dell, you enter the ground floor of this uh, windmill. Um, it's the ground floor has been kind of converted into this like makeshift kitchen. Um, I'm struggling to find your character. I'm so sorry, Dell. Technical difficulties on my set. All right, there you go. Dell, can you see now? I can, yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right, sweet. So you um, uh, enter the the ground floor here, um, and this room's just filthy. It's like this weird, like makeshift kitchen, a uh, pantry thing. Um, there's baskets and old dishware that are piled everywhere. Um, and adding to the clutter is like a peddler's cart, a chicken coop. There's like these chickens that are just going and just going crazy. Um, a, a wooden trunk, a cabinet. Um, and then, uh, in addition to these clucking chickens that you hear, there's also uh, toads croaking. Um, however, coming from upstairs, there's an upstairs here. Coming from upstairs, you smell this, like, sweet pastry. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's like, sweet, but, like, nauseatingly sweet, where it's, like, this horrid stench, almost, that burns your nostrils. Um, this, like, awful odor... Uh, is is just kind of wafting down uh, from the upstairs. Uh, you also feel warmth coming from up there as well. I can see this creature in front of me, though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. That's what I was kind of waiting. I was like... I think I'm just going to attack. I, I don't know about to to toads or shit, but I think I'm going to attack that monster. All right. Um, all right. So I look around and it doesn't immediately look apparent that there's any enemies or threats on this level. Uh, not necessarily, no. Uh, if right. he stopped, I'm going. If I can, I see him stop, like running into the doorway. Uh, I'll say that he's around the corner um, so that you can't directly see him. You'd have to go in or at least walk pretty dang close to, to see him. Where's the uh, doorway relative the doorway to me? Doorway is right there. So oh, just looking good. at like okay. where you're standing, like they're not going to see you if they're standing out here. Is kind of my thought. Mm -hmm. uh, Does anybody follow Dell? I guess guys, he's following Dell. I do. Yeah. I uh, think we all follow him. Doorway. Okay. I don't I go in until I know everyone else is going in. All right. So Zav, I'll put you. Oopsie. I'll put you in the back here. Um, uh, Asp okay, uh, Jira, Aspion, do you go in? Yes. Okay, Aspion's in. Everyone else goes in, I go in. Okay, well, I'll just leave you here at the doorway. I don't know if you can see everything, but so here's where we are. Uh, so yeah, you guys see the same things. Um, if uh, one person wants to give me a, a deception check, real fast. A deception. I'm so sorry. A perception check, real fast. I'll do it. Thank you much. Oh, buddy, you had a negative one, man. Oh, no, it's Aspion. Never mind. I was like, Josh, you're killing me. Um, yeah, so this room is just filled with, like, just, just a ton of shit everywhere. These chickens are going insane. Um, and then, even though it was quiet before, once again, you can hear a, a bit of whimpering and crying coming from upstairs. Irina. Where's Irina? 
Oh, yep, let me get her on there. Sorry, forgot about her. I mean, I never forget about anybody. You guys got the biggest party. Arena! Alright. Irina, I've sworn the oath to protect you, but sounds like there's someone else in trouble. Shut up and go help those kids! <laughs> Alright, stay stay at my back. No, I I'll go, fight with you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just mean up the stairs, though. I'm assuming that you can't stand next to me when we're going up the stairs. He I climbs on your back. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, Del, what is your method of proceeding? I start slowly walking up the uh, stairs with the animated shield going and my gauntlet ready. Do you want to do it stealthily or just slowly, just so I know? I, yeah, I'm not trying to do it stealthily. Um, I'm just walking up the stairs. Okay. Um, so you trudge up these stairs, and you come. Uh, if you guys are going, I'm going to. Okay. Guys, we'll get you over here. Time Everybody one. follows, I imagine. We're just going to kind of line you guys up. It's a really tight quarters here. Um, so you guys come up and you see this mechanical uh, type of room. Um, there's some gears here in the middle. Um, this is what is basically turning um, in the windmill. Um, do you guys proceed up to the next floor is the question. Um, you can see that there's some like kind of dirted out, blacked out windows here. Um, and then the sounds that you could hear of, um, I would say, clinking metal and um, laughter uh, are getting louder and louder. You guys can tell it's just the next floor up from you. Uh, um, yep, Dell just keeps keeps walking up the stairs. Yeah, I just assumed you were going to be... I'm tr gonna, yeah. If I get the chance to slow down the group and be like, guys, let's stop, we will. But as long as Dell's charging ahead, I'm just going to be, okay, I guess I'm got to gotta cover you. Alright, let me pull up. Real quick. Gotta make gotta make a roll. Uh I'll have the party as a whole go ahead and make a uh, stealth check. Okay. Wonder what's on that next floor. Could it be a night hag? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Finally. What's it going? Uh yeah, I'll say that three of you pass, so therefore the entire party will pass. Um I didn't roll Irina. We'll just assume she's in there. Um uh actually Aspion, you did not. Uh you died. You're dead. So <laughs> Um so no, you guys you guys see um and you can let me know what you do, but you basically kind of are able to approach the stairs in such a way uh, that you see this haggard, heavyset old woman with a face that's just completely wrinkled, like a boiled apple. Um, right. And she's pushing around a few bones and stirring up like a cloud of like white dust with her broom. Um, she stands wearing like this blood-stained, flower-caked apron. And... Uh, the dirt cake windows allow for like very little light in this room, but you can see it's about like a 10 foot high chamber. So everybody can stand up appropriately. Um, and the stone staircase uh, leads up to another level. Um, 
she does not see you guys with an awful perception check, even though she's got a plus six, um, does not see you guys, um, kind of checks her pockets and goes, ah, and then continues upstairs. Um, you see, um, oh, actually, I guess, I'm sorry, go ahead and make uh, perception checks now on you guys. Oh. Uh, same thing if uh, three of you pass, then I'll say everybody sees it. Word. That's enough. Um, so, yeah, you guys all see it. Uh, there are three children, um, most likely between the ages of five and eight, that are locked in tiny, uncomfortable-looking cages. Like, they are like completely crouched down and just holding these little bars in front of them. Uh, and, and keep in mind, uh, the night hag has um, walked away, has walked upstairs um, to the now the fourth level. So I'm going to put you guys all on the third level real quick. All right. So you guys are up there with these these tiny children who are just whimpering when Del. they see you. Instantly cast message to Dell. Um, so yeah. uh, let's just get these kids and leave. Let's not stay around for the fireworks afterwards. What if there's more kids upstairs? Pretty sure. Uh, do I kind of like message him back after that? Because um, these kids are gonna say, "Please help us! Please help us!" I'm in a. I'm in a message cast message on one of the children the sure. one that looks, yeah is it just you or are there any other children here it's just it's just the three of us please help us don't all leave right, us I'm, here please don't leave us here and then the message ends all right i'm gonna put my finger up to my mouth to go like shush she cast she message. nods her head cast message to dell it's just them they just told me just the three of them Get them out of the cages and out of here. I'll watch the stairwell in case she starts coming back down. I'm going to signal to someone to help me, like to wave someone over, I guess, probably. Uh, I'll I don't help. Know. Yeah, cool. Tell me how you're getting these kids out of the cage. I'm going to, what is, how does it look? Does it look locked? Does it look just like a cage that you can just open up? It probably doesn't have a key, right? Like, how are they stuck in there? They're, they're, they're locked into this cage, uh, yeah. They keep a lock on it. Shit. Can I pick locks? Do I have a lock picking set? Do I have a lock picking? No, I don't. Um, message to message to Zev. Okay. Any ideas? Uh, I have one, but it'll make a lot of noise. Uh, I guess we're doing that then. Okay, uh, so I can open one of these. Um, fuck it, I, I'll open both. Uh, uh, there's I, three. Oh, I, I, uh, if there's if the third one, whichever one, I'll go over and try and like I don't know, hammer open the lock with my the back of my hand axe. Okay, uh, I'm gonna cast knock twice. Um, and so the doors are just unlocked. They're open. Perfect. Um, uh, uh, which combination do you save? The two little girls or the boy and a girl? Uh, let's do a boy and a girl. 
Okay. Um, so a boy and a girl uh, walk out, one looking about six years old. Um, Irina immediately looks at her and realizes, oh, shit, she's got red hair. Um, and she just kind of pulls the child in closely, trying not to make any noise. Uh, everybody's trying to be as quiet as they can. Uh, the next kid, a little older, maybe about eight years old. Um, and even though, you know, he's, he's male, he, he seems to be more scared than even the girls are. Um, it just like physically shaking, like almost didn't even come out of the cage when you opened it. Like just scared he's going to get in trouble or something. How am I, how am I doing with the lock? Uh, okay. If you're going to do it, uh, go ahead and make a strength check. Um, Ajira and Aspion. I want you both to go ahead and make perception checks for me while we're up here. Oh, jeez. This is not going to be good. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. So, guys, please don't be disappointed in me. Literally a one. <laughs> Ajira, you see nothing. Uh, you're, you're just shaken by the fact that they're keeping these kids in cages. Aspion, on the other hand, um, you know the smell of a corpse and what a burning body is. And... You put together with the kitchen supplies, the smells that you're smelling, they're cooking these children. They're eating and cooking these children. Dang, cook them and eat them, dude. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't that support solid, that. That, that, was was solid. Good. that was good. I don't support it, but it was good. <laughs> you don't support it because it's better than every joke you've ever made. Facts. <laughs> Not wrong. Um, so, unfortunately, Gaius, that is not enough to, to break it. Mm. Um, but you did make enough of a noise Fuck. that you hear, What was that? I'm coming after you little bastards! And uh, down runs this Night hag. I need everybody to roll initiative. I can't see. Oh. That's I probably should have put everybody in a thing here. Oh, oh Lord. Mike, it's, it's kind of tough to see us on the map. Any chance that we could just do this by, like, role play? I, I mean, just... we definitely can. Um, that's that's totally fine. I know it's tough. It's a really tight map. I don't know why this map is so damn tight. Um, I even looked. I was like, is there a bigger one? Because, like, technically, you guys are like Goliath. I don't even know how well you'd actually fit in here. But, uh, I mean, that's that's what we got. <laughs> um, I'm just going to move myself so I can actually see because I cannot uh... see anything. Oh, nope, never mind. Outside the sure. house. Sure, that works. <laughs> yeah, I'm outside the house was where I was at. My, yeah. I guess feel, I should, feel free I should... to like stack up on each other if you guys need. I know I don't know a great way of doing this. If you I, guys want, I, I could just put you on an open field and we could just say it's really tight if that's easier. Sure, that'd be cool. Like, I'm done. Just yeah. so you guys can see. I think um, we could probably just describe our actions well enough in these yeah. tight quarters without even having to use. Because there's not going to be a lot of movement that we're going to have to be figuring out, I don't think. Absolutely not. Dell's just at the bottom of the staircase, so he'll... Cause I'm assuming the staircase is like, what, five five feet wide or something? Yeah, it's it's real tight in here. Yeah, so she can't get past me. I'm going to be the first one that she physically runs into. And then, so who's directly behind me? 
assuming this is all kind of a spiral. Well, I would be directly behind you, but I was uh, stuck over by the cage, so I don't know if I'm... I know I'm not, like, right behind you, because I need... I mean, you guys can can uh, move through each other um, with little problem. Um, that's just the way the game has it set up. Um, I apologize, I'm still rolling for Irina here. Um, and, I, and I just mean, like, without even looking at the, the map for everybody. So, Gaius, you, you were opening the cages... Tyler, what were you doing? Uh, I was also opening cages. You were, so you're next to the cages. Gaius is next to the cages. Um, Steve, where are you? Wherever I am. I don't, there's not really any space. <laughs> uh, were you, you were yeah. probably still coming up the stairs behind the group then? Um, I suppose. I and, just love unlocking cages. And then Matt, you were probably with just, him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the back. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with Ajira. Um, you see this, uh, you hear this night hag uh, say, I'm coming to get you little bastards, and then uh, come downstairs, and you're Johnny on the spot ready. Um, so I do see her, or I do not see her yet? You can see her. I don't, I don't know how well you can physically see her where you're standing, but you can see her. Okay. Then in that case, I want to cast Blindness and Deathness on her. Okay. And I need to roll a, is a constitution. Uh, constitution, yeah. You have to beat something. 12. Ooh, yep. 22. All right, well. So that's going to pass. No blindness yep. and deafness there. Spell ends. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Uh, she's going to react immediately after that. You were all done with your turn, correct? Sorry. Yeah. Question there. Yeah. Uh, she's going to act immediately after that. Um, seeing uh the situation that she's in um and she's going to cast uh, magic missile if i can cast it <laughs> um she's going to cast magic missile um at level two um and she's going to shoot ajira because you were the first to attack her um you will be taking 10 damage Um, let's see what else she's going to do on her turn real fast. Um, she is not going to do anything else uh, for right now. Um, she's going to say, give me my children back! And then uh, we're going to move on to Gaius's turn. I'm going to shoot that bitch. Shoot that bitch. <laughs> All right, um, guys. Do you want to move back just five feet uh, so that you don't impose disadvantage on your shot? Right here. Uh, no, that's where yeah. she's standing. Funny enough, I'll move you right here. All right. Yeah, I'll do. Um, just so you I'm don't gonna, get disadvantage. She's gonna be my uh, sworn enemy for the day. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm going to activate uh, my um, sharpshooter side ability. So. Yeah, let's take this shot. The first one. Tight. All right, so an 18 to hit. 18 does hit. Cool. All right, so it does 11 plus 7 plus 10. So 28. 28 damage. That's a good chunk, dude. 
Yeah, nice. And then I'm going to take another. Uh, oh, no, I'm not level five. Oh, no. That's such a good feeling <laughs> being level five, but I'm not level five. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, you said 28 damage, right? Yeah. Okay. Why am I not level five? All right. Shit. <laughs> that's. I guess it's all I got. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Aspion, it's your turn. So I'm going to squeeze my way up the stairs. And. Are you going past me? I don't know. How is, how, what's the layout in here like? Exactly. I think right now the only people between me and... There's no one between me and her. I know it's hard to see on the map, but I think Sorry. everyone else is like firing ranged weapons from behind me. She was firing ranged weapons over me. Um, yeah, I think I will stay behind you then. Uh, how long did the walk take us to get here? From... Like four hours? Yeah, about four hours. And you guys have like five to six. Okay. I'm going to cast uh, Scorching Ray on her. Okay. Go ahead, cast away. Jesus! That was one. Y'all fucking her up! How many Scorching Rays do you get to cast? Three. Jeez, okay. Alright, so the Nat, uh, crit hits, that 20 hits. Um, the other two do not hit, though. Damn. Yeah, she reels from that first hit, and you can't seem to land a second blow there. Dude, calm down. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was uh, so to make do... sure the spell slot was going through one. <laughs> That's all good. So you do 12 damage there. Um, also pretty... Darn good hit. Um, I think that is... I think that's the end of my turn. Okay. Is that better for you guys? Yes. It's okay. not worse. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry. Alright, we'll just make this easier. I'm like, fuck it, you guys can see everything. It's just bullshit this way. Alright, great. Uh, Del, you are now up. Wait, you're right. in a windmill? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about what we can see. Okay, I, I guess I just walk up to... It, it, maybe I'm already in melee you're, range? You're, yeah, we'll say you're already in melee range. Okay, then, uh, no then I will use the uh, gauntlet. Gaunt her up. Let her rip. Damn, you guys are hitting good. Yeah, that hits, man. <laughs> and it's the uh, one on the left, so it's six damage. Um, and then I'll use Divine Smite on top of that. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. So 2d8. Uh, so 13 total damage. 13 total damage, thank you. Uh, oh, unless she's a fiend, a fiend or an undead. But I don't... She is a fiend, yes. Okay, then uh, do one more. Uh, one more damage? Okay. One, oh, sorry, one more d8. Oh, okay, go ahead, roll me. Nice. Okay, damn. So good. 15 plus 6, 
21 damage total. Got it. God damn, you guys hitting like Mack trucks. Uh, Zav, I guess keep the train going on this bitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, use my circlet of blasting and also cast Scorching Ray. Okay. There's one and two. We'll, we'll use the uh, advantage there. So 19, 22... And 12. Uh, so the 12 doesn't hit, but the first two are going to hit. Okay. Um, and the Radiant Soul, I am i don't have activated, so it's just 9 damage, 18 damage. 18 damage there. Um, and then... she, is, she is looking bloodied and burnt at this point. <laughs> she got a lot of fire damage. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be my turn. All right, Irina is up. Um, she's basically fronting in front of the children, but she's going to continue by jumping on the pile of everybody else over here. And um, she is going to hit with her rapier for a multi-attack. Ah, shit, that one. And then 17 hits, uh, dealing four piercing damage. All right, that will be Irina's turn. And, lo and behold, I mean, I know you guys can see it at this point, lo and behold, another Night Hag comes down. Gross. Yep. Let's go ahead and add her in. I guess let me finish Irina's turn, and then at the top of the round is actually going to be... 23 initiative moving forward. Okay. Um, perfect. Um, another night hag comes down. Uh, hearing what's going on, knowing the situation, saying, Stop this! Give us our children back! Um, and she is going to cast, um, we'll say Ray of Enfeeblement, um, and we'll do that on Delivaris. Oh, I have to roll a constitution? Yeah, yeah, constitution saves there, sorry. <laughs> roll twice, but uh, we'll take the, the 12 there. Um, so you are going to get hit with this, like, black beam of, like, innervating energy. Um, so the next attack that you take uh, will deal half damage um, that uses strength. So it'll deal half damage for you. What's the uh, the nine nineteen for? If it's a roll to attack, does the nine mean it not hit? I don't know. It's actually a great question. I think it is a ranged attack, and then the DC fourteen is if it hits. I think you're right, Tyler. Yeah, the uh, charisma plus proficiency, and the second one is actually the second one. Yeah, the second one is the actual attack roll. Stand by. I'll let you guys know. Raven Feeblement is Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a range attack spell against the target and then if it hits, then you make the constitution check. Sorry, it doesn't hit. You do not have half damage next turn. Um feel free to ignore that. 
and that will be her turn. But before she switches her turn, um, she reaches into her her uh, her pocket that she has on her hip, um, and just kind of fingers something, and then um, it'll be onto Ajira's turn. Kids free out of the cage, or are they still in the cage? Uh, we'll say we'll say they're out of the cage, but we're not going to put them in combat or anything. Nobody's trying to physically kill the kids, you know, with like a raven feeblement or anything. So. One minute, I'll be right back. Like thirty seconds or a minute, Yarby. So with that, and because I'm the only one hurt, I'm going to try and scoop two of the kids and take them down the stairs. Okay, uh, you Telling are going to receive attack of opportunity from both of these uh, witches. You're aware of that. I thought they couldn't get past me. Yeah, that's that's what I was under. They're, I mean, they're in melee range. Ajira's right here, and they're right here and here. I thought they were on the staircase, though. That they were above our heads, right? Because yeah, I thought because I'm at the base of the staircase. No, oh, this is this is officially a trap door, is what it is. Again, I don't know how much. Oh, you okay. Can see. So they're just basically right there. That's all it is. But there's okay. not enough room technically, so I just kind of put them outside of the building. Um, but we're just going to assume that we're all just really crammed in here. Okay, so they're, they're, we're looking at them face-to-face then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, in yeah. that case, because I'm so close to them, I'm going to put out... The one that's been hurt so much, I'm going to do Poisonous Spray too. Okay. And it's... um. A DC 11, or, and if uh, they make it... Uh, immune nope. to poison. And doesn't matter. <laughs> After that, I'm going to say, kids downstairs, let's go. And then okay. I'll end my turn. And the kids kind of start shifting that way. We'll say they're at the, the top of the stairs, like right here or something like that. Let's go faster. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're pretty scared, you know. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to our Night Hag's turn. Um, she is going to bear claws and uh, attack at uh, Del. 24 to hit Del, 14 damage. That will do that, and I will take 11 because of my feet. Heavy okay. Armor Master, so I will take 11 damage. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, and... Um, this one um, kind of looks over at her sister here, sees her kind of just fingering that thing in her pocket, and uh, kind of looks back at you and snarls. Um, Gaius is up next. I don't know if he's back. I'm here. He's back. Oh, all right. Um, the one that just attacked Dell. I'm a shooter. That's the one that's all messed up, right? The one that just attacked Dell is the one that we've done damage to, right? Uh, yeah, this one right here is the one that you've done damage to. Guys, I'm going to move you back one because we kind of rearranged the map since I moved right. you last time, and I know we were just trying to keep you out of melee range, and she was here, you were here, so we're going to say that you were moved back one so you don't get tight. disadvantaged. Tight, tight, all right. Um, I'm going to... I'll use... Uh, the second verse, same as the first. Use um, Oath Bow, and I'll use uh, Sharpshooter. Okay, 20's gonna hit. Uh, so if, is 19 going to hit? 
because it's it's minus five, so I I have advantage. So between twenty and twenty-four, I'll yep. take the twenty-four. So then it's down to nineteen. Cool. I'll All right, then. So it does ten plus thirteen for the sworn enemy bonus. Um, it's plus... that's thirteen total, Josh. That's already that's with the ten. Yeah, plus it adds that bonus. in there. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, all right. Never mind. Nope. Oh wait, it no, doesn't. it doesn't. Yeah, no, it's one d eight. It does 3D an additional three d six damage for every time I shoot my sworn enemy yeah. for the day. And he can only have one sworn enemy a day, but yeah, it's pretty dope. So twenty three plus yeah. ten for the sharpshooter. Okay. For the minus five, so thirty three, and then I'm gonna add on enfeebling arrow. She is looking uh, right fucked up, by the way. Yeah, so I'm going to use the arcane shot, enfeebling arrow. I'm going to deal an extra two d6 necrotic damage, and then if she doesn't win on a con save, she does half damage for physical attacks for next turn. All right, I'll do a con save here. I do a ten. You I don't know. To, save us. You need to pass uh, an eleven. Aha. Okay. So she's cool. weakened, and let me roll right. two d6. d6, three. And two, so she takes an extra five necrotic damage on top of it. So thirty-seven damage. All right. No, uh, thirty-eight damage. Yeah. All right. She is a. Uh, she's in a. She's in a real, real bad way. Um. Are you all done with your turn there? Um. No. Action surge. I'm gonna shoot her again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and use this action surge. All right. Another 19 to hit. Absolutely going to hit. So 22, so 32. She's down. You got one night hag down. I feel such a badass, dude. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tight. All right, cool. Um, That's my turn. All right. Now you do have a full another night hag here. This one has not even been touched yet. Aspion, it is your turn. Okay, oh, I'm uh, I guess is it sorry. I guess I already said I in my turn, so like it, it's totally in your hands. But is it possible once I kill the last one to be like, give us the children and give up, or you're next? Or yeah, we could say. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to pull initiative there. Um, yeah, we can absolutely say you said that. Nice. Oops, tight. This is why we can't accidentally hit buttons, Mike. Okay. Aspion. Yeah, would it would it make more sense when casting like magic missile to have the same hit be like multiplied for the three darts, or should I roll it each time? You know, I feel like there's a weird thing in D and D Beyond. I think that like, and you guys can correct me. Do you have to roll it and then you multiply it by three? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's that's uh, I think the rules as written, but people go both ways. Okay. Yeah, but I think the rule as written is for magic missile. You you just roll the damage once, and then that's the damage for every one of those magic missiles. Okay. But that might not be true for if you're talking about another spell like um, your flame strike thing, scorching ray. Scorching ray that it wouldn't apply in that instance. That would be different. Okay. Well, then I'm going to cast magic missile at the first level. So it's going to three times. Yep, so nine damage total. And that's going to end my turn. I just don't want to use up all my second level slots in one battle. That's fair. 
All right. So she reels a little bit from the damage there. Uh, Delia Vars, you are up. I punch her. I punch her good, my man. I thought you were supposed to hit women. Nice. Yep. Yep. Jesus Christ. Y'all were like insane. They have 17 armor class, and the fact that you guys have hit like almost every time is absolutely <laughs> insane. Jesus Christ. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 10, 10 damage, and then, oh, so 18 damage with the crit. Good lord. Alright. Alright. She's not too happy with that. Good. <laughs> like Her happiness like, is on. not my concern. <laughs> Come on, just let me eat those yeah. kids. Let me get in there, get their, get their toes, and uh, Zavarash, you're up. Uh, I am going to cast uh, Chromatic Orb. Okay. To uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Uh, 11 damage. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> Alright. Good hit. Excellent work. Uh, Alright. Yeah, that will be my turn. Alright. Irina is up. She's going to do her multi-attack um, with her rapier here. Uh, one's gonna hit for eight damage. Okay. All right, and we're back to the night hag's turn. Um, she, yeah, she's getting, she's in a bad way. Um, she is going to use her movement um, to. Step over to the other night hag's body and grab something, and then she's going to use her action to apparently not do anything because I can't click that. There we go. To cla uh, uh, cast plane shift. She's gone, and you guys are out of combat. Do I do I recognize what just happened? She basically uh, used a stone that was in her pocket because uh, she pulls it out in order to use it. So she pulls out this stone in her pocket and then vanishes. Dang. And with that, we're out of combat, so I'll drop that off. That's what you get. That's what you get, bitch. That bitch got what she get. Uh, Dell goes all the way up the, to the top of the windmill to make sure there's nobody else up there. Yeah, you uh, you ascend through the trap door. Let I me follow him. Over. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also follow, um, only to, when I get the chance, uh, lay a hand on Dell and cast Healing Hands, and Dell gets uh, four whole points back. Uh, Dell nods his thanks. Dell, where are you? Say the three of you go up. Literally, nobody else could fit up there right now. Um, the three of you go up. Um, 
Uh, so you've reached the windmill's peak. Uh, the dome chamber is filled with old machinery. Uh, there's not much room to move around. Light slips in uh, to the attic through small holes in the wall. Day. Be ready, everybody, just in case she comes back. Um, so Irina is uh, bent down, and she's uh, talking with the uh, children, um, saying, Ajira, isn't there something you can do to calm them down? Oh, of course. And I will cast... Ready to go. Um, dancing lights, kind of like how we had earlier with the little puppets, um, but closer to the ground because that's going to look weird if they don't have any legs. <laughs> go ahead and uh, and give me a uh, performance check. With disadvantage, actually. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. well this is going to do. Perfect. Um, so, so the children you alleviated a little bit of their stress, I would say. Um, they, they might not be... That was a great performance. Yeah, but that's a weird thing to do to cheer somebody up. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I just thought like, you'd be little, able to say some words. Little candles dancing around. Yeah, they're, they're you know, they're, they're not... I'm not saying that they're not impressed. They're just, you know... Traumatized. Yeah, they're, they, they've been through some shit. Um, and so she's like, it's okay, young ones. And then she leans over to the girl with the red hair, and she goes... Uh, what's your name, sweetie? Uh, she goes, my name's Tabitha. And she goes, where, where are you from, Tabitha? She goes, I'm from Barovia. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna get you home. Okay, are, are both you from Barovia? And the other two shake their heads, no. Um, the three of you that went up to the attic, um, you guys are welcome to stay up there if you want. Um, but what are we doing next? Uh, I am going to. I'm feeling high test right now because I just BTFO'd that that monster. So I'm gonna. I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, Dell. We. Yeah. Good job. You as well. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going. We should. Uh, we should get back down to the entrance. And uh, start our watch for in case anyone comes. We should. Let's make sure to clear out this place of anything that might be of use to us, too. And let's make sure that the third child gets out of the cage. And let's keep Irene and the redhead girl out of sight. Um, I'm gonna call Irene, I'm going to... Irina, I'm going to call to her. So, do you have a hood or something? Something you can put over your head? I assume you do. Of course, yeah. All right. Keep it up. Just kind of, maybe you should just do that all the time. She, she uh, does. Uh, you, yeah. you, would, you would think that uh, she dyes her hair brown, but or black, but um, she, right, I mean, yeah. that's pretty much the, the go-to for her, of course. Uh, do I have anything like an extra cloth or something on my, like, officer's uniform that I can take off and fashion into something for the girl to... Yeah, if anybody has like some common clothes, um, feel free to uh, you can take those out of your inventory and fashion something for um, the, the red-haired girl. Does anyone have any any I, cloth I of any kind? Some, some common clothes that I can help with. Okay, that's good. We should cover her up. Okay. So um, you take an article of uh, the clothes and you um, uh, you know drape it uh, over the young girl's uh, head. It's, it's not much, but it'll at least keep you covered. 
Um, and as you uh, go to uh, place this um, on her head, uh, there's, let's say, a sound, like something drops or breaks um, on the first floor. You guys can hear it from above, and it startles her. Um, and she uh, kind of goes running down the stairs. Um, and Irina's going to go after her. She, she goes, I'll, I'll get her, I'll get her. And so no, she no, goes, no. wait. Uh, I'll, I'll Irene is gone. Like she's she's uh, gonna start running immediately. I, I follow right after since I had the cloth in my hand. Cool. Um, so they go downstairs, and the little girl runs outside. Keep in mind, uh, I don't want you guys to all leave upstairs. There is uh, another boy that's up there, and there's one that's still locked in a cage that you guys never got out. Yep. Dell uh, is chasing after. Uh, chasing downstairs though. Okay. Yeah, I have to since yeah. I had the cloth in my hand, about to put it on her head. Okay. So Zav, Dell, Irina, who else? Anybody? Same. Uh, okay. I'll 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 go. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll signal I'll signal to the other two guys. Get that lock undone, and then I'm gonna run down here. I'm gonna go with as well. Okay, so they're just leaving Ajira up there with this kid, um, or with these two kids. So Ajira, uh, you're up there with the uh, the one child who's free, and then the other one who. Um, is uh is locked in the cage um I'm work on getting the one in the cage out of the cage okay Just so. Irina uh runs outside um trying to to grab this girl and right as they break through the entrance of of the door um frame there uh she she reaches out and she grabs the girl's hand and kind of pulls her back um and uh she's like you can't do that and they look up and Dell, Aspion, Gaius, and Zav, you see it even before Irina does. There stands Rahadin with his two shadow mastiffs and a, a horse and carriage. And he goes, well, this is interesting. And that is where we will end tonight's session. I thought that was going to happen. We're gonna need to have a hell of a deception check on this next one. <laughs> <laughs> there is. A, you guys left the bard upstairs too. <laughs> He's like is, trying to figure out this contraption. There is no woman with us. <laughs>